Hello, I'm Anthony Myers, editor of CN. In this special edition, I talked to Philip Bernay, Cargill's commercial marketing lead, EMEA, about Cargill's single origin range and why single origin cocoa is becoming big business, driven by consumer demand. But first, Philippe talks about transparency in the supply chain. Take a listen. Transparency, you won't be surprised about it, I'm sure, is a hot topic in food and beverage category, is beyond chocolate. So what we hear, and especially since the, the pandemic, is a growing demand for consumers to know where the ingredients in the products that they purchase come from. Um, so we have some, some data points, but globally, we assess that about 75% of consumers express a high interest and appeal for products that do declare the provenance of ingredients. So it comes from a consumer perspective. It also backed up by regulations. We see more and more uh, countries of the European Commission trying to um, uh, yeah, encourage uh, basically manufacturers to declare this information. And so all of this obviously brings uh, the, the whole transparency piece a bit more into the, the spotlight. And if we zoom on chocolate, it's a category where that is a bit behind today. Uh, so we, we put some effort to try to benchmark with chocolate and cocoa-based products with other categories. What we see, so that's this data, I think, that based on the survey we, we conducted in, in 2019, categories like coffee, half of the products do declare where the coffee comes from. Tea, it's about the same, slightly less, 40%. When we, we conducted this research a bit less than two years ago, chocolate was above 10%, more or less, so 11, if I recall well. Which there are two ways to look at it. Yeah, it's below fair share, but it gives a, a massive opportunity to, to any player. And this percentage is also quite in line with uh, the biggest player on the market. So the six leading companies are at the same level of, of uh, you know, products with a declaration of uh, provenance. So that's really something that we try to share with our customers. There's an opportunity for you to be one of the first players to own this. We see some niche brands that have already you know, explored for them. But the good news is that big categories like coffee or tea have already done the job in educating consumers. Um, so consumers are not only demanding, but uh, also prepared to read this information um, and how can I say, interpret it in, 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 the, in the right manner. So this is growing and we expect it to grow, to grow even more in that sense. Um, what is interesting to see Still, from a consumer perspective, and I swear to you that at some point I will come to Cargill. Um, but from a consumer perspective, what is also interesting to see uh, is that um, what the offer currently on the market is quite disconnected from the physical origin of the beans. So, as you probably know, most of the beans come from West Africa. Yes. Whereas the products that do have a claim on, on packaging, uh, um, like the share of products claiming West Africa is much less. So, there's a, quite a discrepancy from that perspective. Southern America is a region that is much more active in communicating to consumers. Uh, and here as well, we think there's an opportunity and that's something when we talk about declaring provenance with our customers, there's obviously um, the opportunity to have a single origin offer. And, and we will talk about it, uh, I'm sure, during this uh, half hour together. But there's also the opportunity to stick to the recipe you have now, even if it comes from uh, the, the biggest uh, suppliers like uh, Canada and Ivory Coast and start sharing this, this information with consumers. Um, so that's the first step, just to figure where it comes from. And single origin goes one step further, it comes from a more exclusive country, and there's a whole sensorial uh, like, um, package that comes as well 
with a single origin offer. Can you explain to to listeners um, the, what what is the the essence of, of single origin? I, I the the essence of of, that, of your um, Gherkins AM70. Yeah, AM70 is a, is a product that we have uh, uh, put uh, on which we have put quite some attention lately. Uh, so I'm happy that you 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 saw it. So it's one of our single origin cocoa powder, indeed, coming from uh, Côte d'Ivoire. Um, like we, we have a direct sourcing as Cargill uh, in several countries, including uh, Ghana and, and Côte d'Ivoire, which are the main suppliers of, uh, of cocoa beans. And this one, so all the beans come exclusively from Côte d'Ivoire. And what is very special about it is that it has a very fruity profile taste, uh, which makes it uh, very outstanding on the market. And we have a broader range of products um, from the natural powders to uh, low alkalized or, or more alkalized powder coming exclusively from Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana. And if I now look at our chocolate range, because it was your, your first question, so we are already active. Also, we can provide our customers with single origin chocolate from Ivory Coast, Ghana, but also Congo, Madagascar, Papua New Guinea, uh, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Dominican Republic, so quite a large, uh, uh, long list of countries. And I think what makes us a bit unique on the market is that we really want to help our customers win. So we try to be as flexible as possible. So if a customer is not happy with the list that I just uh, mentioned and wants to explore an opportunity in a different uh, country, then uh, we are happy to explore this opportunity with them and, and make it happen. Um, and to add to this, we also have, as you might know, um, some products on the gourmet side of our business. We have a, our brand, uh, premium brand Village, that is targeting chef. And we just introduced very recently, uh, uh, in, in February, two items, single origin. One uh, is from DR Congo. The other one is from El Salvador. And for the gourmet space, we really tried to um, explore countries that are a bit unique. Uh, so... We, we believe that uh, the Salvador is very uncommon on the market. Uh, it's not only single origin at a country level, but we have the beans come from a specific cooperative. So it's even more, um, how can I say, uh, uh, the area where it comes from is even more uh, restricted in that sense. And the reason why we, we, we went for these uh, two regions is uh, working closely with chefs. So we, had, we had several options, but really try to bring to the market a single origin product that has a very specific uh, taste profile. So one is very tobacco, like is very typical for his tobacco notes. Another one, the other one is a bit more woody, and both present a very interesting dynamic taste profile in the sense that the experience is not flat. So you have all kind of it's a full experience from the first bite until you know the off taste. There's a lot happening in your in your, in your mouth and palate in, in that sense. The two last that I mentioned are, are indeed for for the gourmet space. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and you do have uh, products specific for your industrial. Space. What what what's the difference there between between those two categories? So the, the, the industrial ones have, have a list I, I mentioned a bit earlier. So uh, the, the I didn't count, but the about ten countries that that, that I mentioned. Oh, I Here the benefit is so it's an opportunity for customers to identify which uh, taste profile fits best with the needs and what they are after and, and what matches best with the brand. So every single. Uh, um, Country, yeah, will 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 have a different taste profile because of the, the variety of the cocoa tree, because of the climate, because of the way uh, it is processed, and the, the cocoa beans are dried. In some countries, it's dried naturally uh, with uh, sunlight. In some countries, they are using fire, and all this influences obviously um, the, the, the taste profile. 
So what we do usually when we talk single origin, we have a customer, so we come up with a, a big box of, uh, of uh, samples of chocolate, we taste them together and based on the, the likability and the profile they are after, we might be able to identify what is uh, the origin that they are, you know, that is the best match for the needs. And again, if there's nothing in our toolbox that answers immediately the needs, then we're happy to investigate over uh, countries with them. I, I guess the, the, the main thing here with, with single origin is the um, is consumers willing to pay more for a for a for for, 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 for a, a you know a, a, what is a, a premium product. Um, so how can your customers um, earn con consumers trust with with origin? Yeah, no, it's a it's a good question. It's typically the conversation we have with our customers. Yeah. Um, so we have conducted quite some research on, on, on origin because it's such a hot topic and, and so many customers want to, to discuss this topic with us. Uh, a key element that comes out from, so every year we conduct a, a big uh, research, we, we talk to more than 7,000 consumers in EMEA and what came out of it is that uh, the appeal of origin chocolate is very high, so 60% of consumers declare it's appealing, about the same percentage declare they are willing to pay more and we, to quantify it, we put 10% more to, to try to, to put a number behind. So that's what obviously is declared by consumers, but that's already what we see happening in reality. So if you look at the average price of a single origin product, it tends to be more expensive than a non-single origin product. So this is already common practice. Consumers are, 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 are like, uh, the mind is open to pay a bit of an additional for this. And the reason behind is that there's a perception that the taste is better. And in that sense, they are right because the taste is at least specific, it's not better. Because it comes from one country only, you can really reach you know, a, a, a central experience that is quite unique. Yes. To get, together with the taste also, single origin products tend to have a very, uh, there's a halo effect, so to say. So, to, so it's very well perceived on, on, on a broader uh, point perspective. So they tend to be perceived as uh, also more sustainable products because consumers know where it comes from, so the transparency element. Uh, they also tend to be perceived, like what was interesting, we really dig into, we also had some qualitative conversation with consumers, and I'm not saying that it's for the majority of, uh, of consumers, but even for about 15% of them, they were under the impression that it was organic. Obviously being single origin and organic is disconnected, but it's just you know a proof point that because we communicate where it comes from, the whole yeah, beautiful halo package come uh, with, a, with a perception. And what we see many customers do as well, um, for the single origin products, they really develop a sophisticated design, packaging design, trying to reflect maybe some patterns of uh, the country where the beans come from. And all these tend to justify a premium price. Um, and, and one last addition maybe is also, single origin today is much more focusing on dark chocolate than in milk and white, even if we see milk being uh, on the rise. Yeah. And what we see is that the, the typical buyer of single origin uh, chocolate is uh, a consumer of dark chocolates, who is after a high percentage of cocoa. And the high percentage of cocoa is also another reason to, to pay a little extra because it adds in terms of uh, premium to, to the product. So with all these parameters together, if it's well orchestrated by, uh, by uh, our customer, then it, it's set for success. And what we, when we discuss single origin with our customers, we also try to emphasize the magic combination of single origin and sustainability, because you always do one step in declaring where the beans come from. Then if as a brand, you also say, I invest in the specific country, Ecuador, Ghana, wherever, in sustainability projects, then we really see that the appeal increases 
dramatically in a positive way. Absolutely, and that's where the trust comes from, doesn't it? If, if you can have that transparency in that supply chain, then yeah. consumers are happy and they look like they're happy to pay uh, for, for, for that premium product, single origin. Okay, uh, Philip, thank you. My, my final question is kind of a general one, really, but in your experience, um, you know, I, I want to ask you, what, what's next for single origin? Um, you know, will consumers demand more? Will co cocoa become more expensive, for example, as a payoff? Um, for more sustainable and social, socially responsible source products. And what I'm getting at is, I guess if we look at, uh, I don't know much about coffee and other commodities as such, but if you, look, if you look at kind of petrol, diesel, you know, electric cars, all these kind of trends that were, you know, all these um, kind of different innovations were kind of niche at the time, but now they're becoming more, uh, mainstream, are they? They're becoming the norm. What, what do you think will happen? With, with, um... So we, we, we see it increasing year on year and we would expect this to, to continue to increase and the pandemic has accelerated the, the demand of consumers for, for transparency. Um, so I, I we really expect it to, to, to keep on growing and that's why we we're broadening our portfolio and we're trying to, to be as flexible as possible within, within uh, Cargill. There's already a premium uh, that we are uh, asking for single origin uh, products because of a specific supply chain. Um, and because we also know that our customers can, uh, can, as we were saying, consumers are willing to pay more for, so they can hopefully pass uh, part of this premium in the, in the price of the end product. Um, and what we are hoping for and what we are pushing also, if I can say, or encouraging our customers to, to consider, yeah, it's again, the magic combination. Great that you say where it comes from, but please associate it, consider associating it with a strong sustainability effort. So say to your consumers that it comes from Ghana, Ivory Coast, or maybe even West Africa. It's already a great step towards transparency. But to really win the heart, then best is also to start investing heavily uh, or as much as possible, at least uh, in, in sustainability programs to not only source from these countries and support them by, by buying the, the products they are harvesting, but also support them through different sustainability programs for which Obviously, Cargill is, is also a good partner to, to consider. Really, I think we've covered everything there. Thank you very much for your, for your time. Thank you. Your insights. So, so it's a really fascinating subject. As you say, it's single origin. It's with, with what's happened in the world. It's becoming um, an increasingly, increasingly um, important area, isn't it, for, for yourselves, for your customers, for, for the, your customers, customers. And ultimately, if it benefits the consumer, benefits the farmers, benefits the environment, then you know, it's, it's the way to go, isn't it? Indeed.